Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report. My name's Dom Knight. Craig Rucastle here and Charles Firth in a week where another lockdown began uh, in Adelaide. And Craig, of course, your heart really is in Adelaide. You've lived there for not most of your life, but at least some of your life. And that makes you more of a local than any of us. How do you feel with the news of the six day lockdown? Uh, look, I feel for people in Adelaide. It's tough. Uh, I feel really relieved I moved out 40 years ago. Uh, just, you know, given this, it's really made it worthwhile. I'm glad we've got the local angle on this. <laughs> yeah. We talked to the guy who yeah. moved out of Adelaide 40 years ago for his opinion on how, how is Adelaide feeling, right? <laughs> it's really making headlines. I mean, half the I mean, 40 I, years changed Adelaide. <laughs> well, you know, some people have moved out over that time, it was my understanding. <laughs> Not many have moved I have in. been back a lot. I had a, I've actually fixed my, I had a, I had a, as a, child i had a pathological fear of rundle mall oh because i dropped some lollies down a grate there and it, it scarred me so much that i could never go back to the main shopping area of adelaide and presumably the big silver balls just reminded you of the lollies rolling down the grate mm-hmm. and they reminded me of my giant silver balls <laughs> i i i hate this lockdown but the reason i hate it is because we had written a whole lot of articles taking the piss out of Adelaide um, for getting coronavirus and everything like that. But mm. now that they've locked down, we've got to sort of back off on them. Um, so oh, you've got soft. The, yeah, all really, this, yeah. It's terrible that it's affected you, Charles. It's really horrible. Yeah, yeah you're really the victim <laughs> in all of this. My, yeah. my question, though, is how on earth does a six-day lockdown possibly work? Like surely it's going to be six days and then before, you, before they know it, it'll be 60 I don't want to have to break it to you, Adelaide, but there's no way it's going to be six days. No, no, it makes sense. It's just because they're just trying to catch up on their kind of chasing the people who have actually got it. Mm. And once they find them and, and, you know, put them in barrels, they can open up for everyone else. That was literally one of the jokes that we didn't publish today, which is that, you know, the coronavirus is still not in the top 40 of top serial killers in Adelaide. <laughs> Sorry, Adelaide. Um, we do feel for you, just apparently not very much. I do feel, I particularly feel for them because I don't know if this is true, but I heard on the radio today that they're, they're closing down, and this has not happened as far as I know for any other lockdown in Australia, but they're closing the, the alcohol shops, like the lick stores. What? Is that true? No, nah, I don't think that's true. Like, no, like, no, no. That's why. No, no, that wouldn't be true. Sure? They, they, they're definitely, they're, they're closing takeaway. They're closing takeaway shops, mm. um, so you can't go out and get food, which is pretty bad. Yeah, that's tough. But I, I, I heard the press conference, and they did. They said essential services remain open. So that's, I mean, liquor stores, surely <laughs> top of the oh, list. Oh, you know, is it bad and electricity <laughs> that you need. <laughs> Um, There's two different headlines. I'm looking. Uh, our bottle shops open in Adelaide. Government keeps bottlos open, and our bottle shops open in Adelaide. Bottlos closed from Thursday as COVID restrictions. Yeah. They are both from Seven News. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Craig, you got to figure out which one's half an hour behind. 
Yeah. Oh, the South Australian government is forced to backflip on the decision to close bottle shops. So that's that's clear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> actually, it's quite funny. You can actually time it based on the stories. So one, the one about them are going to close bottle shops is five hours old. Mm. Right. The one yeah. about them opening them is three hours old. So it took two, <laughs> two hours, hours for people to go, what the fuck? <laughs> it's actually Alex- the closest Australia's ever come to revolution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alexander Downers got on the phone and said, no way you're taking my Shiraz. I noticed that not as many people protested to no exercise. <laughs> All it's right. like no food, that's fine. No exercise, fine. No alcohol. <laughs> oh! <laughs> We're going to talk more about booze and COVID actually in my segment, um, charting the fashions of COVID, the things that we won't be able to believe we were doing earlier in the year. Uh, Charles, as has now become a part of the format of the show, you've got a disaster from your life to share with us. Yep, definitely. It's convenient how you have them on a weekly basis for the show. <laughs> and, Craig, I think you're looking back at some other disasters in the history of the chase-up. Yeah, indeed. I'm wearing one of them now. I'm wearing a shirt that we clearly put out at some point that says, I've hated the chaser ever since they started selling T-shirts. Which is very early in our career, so that seems accurate. Mm. Uh, But first, let's check in on the Chaser Newsroom with Rebecca Day in Amuno. Coronavirus has reportedly exhausted its options in Adelaide just hours after arriving there. COVID-19 has done Rundle Mall and the whole of Central Market and is wondering what else there is to do. Just two days into its outbreak, the virus is now thinking of going to the Barossa Valley, even though it had originally planned to stay in Adelaide. Pete Evans has unveiled a new cookbook just days after he posted a neo-Nazi symbol on his Instagram account. The new book, Mind Comfort Food, includes chapters about his new KK Keto diet, three-minute recipes, and ten simple paleo dishes that Hitler would have loved. Meanwhile, Channel 10 have unveiled a new show where they drop Pete Evans in the jungle and just leave him there. Dubbed He's a Nazi, Get Him Out of Here, 10 says it expects the show to be a ratings bonanza. That's the latest Chaser News. Check out chaser.com.au for more updates. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, it's a real pity about Adelaide, isn't it? Yeah, I'm devastated. Me too. I was actually planning to go over there for Christmas and I've had to cancel. I know, I know. That's why I'm devastated. Were you going too? No, I'm just sad that you'll be around over Christmas. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Crown Casino Sydney, which um, is, well, it was going to open in December, but um, they um, just yanked the licence. But you can now bet on when it's going to open. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's a great idea. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. So it's uh, it's been about six hours. As of this recording, it's been about six hours since uh, they announced that Adelaide was going back into lockdown as of tomorrow. And um, already there are reports coming in from supermarkets across Adelaide that toilet paper has run out. Charles, this is your moment. We talked, this is, yes. we talked a few weeks ago on this podcast about how you had 8,000 rolls of toilet paper coming to Australia. It's going to be a huge question as to how you're going to get rid of them. But now the answer is this, ship them all to Adelaide. You'll make a million dollars. Exactly. And when they arrive on the 17th of January, I'll be able to ship them. It's a bit of a stuff up on the whole merch thing. So you you ordered what, just normal toilet paper? Has it got anything on it? 
Yeah, no, no, it's novelty toilet paper. It's got all the chaser headlines from the year written on it. It's brilliant. And it's Peter like, Dutton, I believe. And, and I've got right. Peter Dutton's face. It's perfect for Christmas in July. <laughs> anyway, point is, um, <laughs> that's not the disaster. That was a disaster from weeks ago. Yeah, yeah go not, back in the feed to listen to that story. But this is, this is another toilet paper-related <laughs> disaster, but this happened in Sydney, right? <laughs> so we... We're doing this uh, sort of sketch series uh, for the website and for um, for social channels in December called The War on 2020, right? It's all about how terrible 2020 is. And as part of this series, Mark Humphreys, who you might know from the 730 Report and his co-writer, uh, Evan Williams, has written a very funny sketch called Dickhead 19. It's all about how everyone turned into a dickhead at the beginning of the lockdown and started hoarding everything, including toilet paper, right? Okay, so that's the premise of the sketch, right? And so they wrote in the script, you know, um, a doctor comes in and he's also been hoarding toilet paper. Very funny, very funny situation. Anyway, so our runner uh, reads the script and goes, oh, okay, I need to go and get a whole lot of toilet paper for this sketch, right? And so he goes out and he buys 800 rolls of toilet paper, right? And, <laughs> and as he's doing it, um, and so 800 rolls of toilet paper is a lot of toilet paper, right? So he's, yeah. he keeps on coming back to the office with toilet paper and then goes off again and goes, oh, well, okay, he's obviously doing something else, whatever. No, he's just... Buying toilet paper, and all the while he's he's saying everyone is just yelling at him because he's cleaning. Like all the supermarkets around here have now run out of toilet paper, and they're all going, "You're a disgrace. You're selfish. Things like that." Anyway, so then he finally brings in the last roll, and we go, "So what are you doing? Why have we got so much toilet paper?" And he says, "See, look in the script. It says eight hundred rolls of toilet paper." It actually said 80 rolls of toilet paper. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, and so while parodying and, and sort of making fun of people who are selfish and, and hoard toilet paper and criticising them, yeah. you've actually done that very thing. <laughs> We've actually been the digger. But the kicker, the kicker is that he didn't have to get any toilet paper at all because Sam Asher, who's the production designer, the props guy, had already bought the toilet paper. <laughs> so you now have 880 rolls of toilet paper. We have 880 rolls of toilet paper. And not only that, but... Not only I, that, you could have done it in graphics. <laughs> we could have done it, we, we could have bought one roll of toilet paper and just multiplied it. But, but also but every news service in the country has countless hours of footage of toilet paper from earlier in the year when it was the top story in the entire world. But you're not. A, but also, you're not allowed to return toilet paper anymore. One no, that's true. I mean, is we can't get rid of it. Like we've blown our props. <laughs> so if you're in Adelaide and you want to, you want to corner the market on toilet paper, email Charles at chaser.com.au. Yes. You're right. We ship it over to you. We're toilet paper rich. That's right. We, we might be cash poor, but we're toilet paper rich. No, but the, yeah. the but the other thing is that. So we said to the the DOP is shooting all the sketches, like the camera person. Well, why don't we just make this the most mega shot in the world? We'll just, you know, like use all the toilet paper. And she turns around and says, no, no, you can't possibly get it in the shot. There's no point in this. It's not even useful just for establishing wide shot or something like that. It's just pointless. Anyway. Wow. There so you go. 
So it's just, it is extraordinary that you've somehow managed to amass 880 rolls of toilet paper. And also that how many rolls of toilet paper do you have coming in January? (laughs) (laughs) 8,000. I've got 8,880. Yeah, triple eight. It's not lucky after all. Um, What I love about your disasters too, Charles, is that um, somehow while being very funny and making you look like an idiot, they also cross-promote the project that you're working on. (laughs) Isn't that well? What a what a coincidence! Yeah, I, it's I hadn't thought of that, Don. The Chaser Report: News a few days after it happens. Now, Craig and Charles, speaking of the podcast just slowly turning into massive self-promotion, um, I've been researching a lot of the fads of uh, this year, 2024, my book, The 2020 Dictionary, which is out now in a very small number of bookshops because <laughs> you can't distribute anything at all in Australia. So I think it'll arrive everywhere by 2021. But I thought it'd be a good chance to just check in on the fads that we all embraced at the start of the year. You know how everyone was bored out of their mind and just started doing these bizarre things? And I want to know how we feel about that. Have we kept going with any of them and how stupid do they seem now? So I want to start with baking. Remember how baking was just oh, yeah. the thing that everybody did and people started mm-hmm. talking about like the different kinds of flour you could get and there are all these articles writing them and then some people were going, no, no, you've got to go and get sourdough starter. Yes. Did any of you guys do that? And if you did, are you still doing it? Uh, so I, I was aware of this whole make your own sourdough thing and people were just literally making sourdough in pots in their oven. Mm. I had a bread maker and Did I could you? still barely, barely make <laughs> some bread with a bread maker. Like literally all I had to do was put the ingredients into the bread maker and I could barely do that. So no, I never got as far as sourdough. I I certainly looked into sourdough starter. Can't say they actually got any mm. but I, I i did a bit of you know research and and but thought about thing, it the other thing with that was that that as was pointed out often at the time bread shops weren't closed <laughs> no. so it was just cruel <laughs> baker's delight was open but, throughout um, it but, was but it was more about the the fact that you had time on your hand and and, and that it's a process that takes hours and hours and so yeah i understand yeah, yeah, but people no, on I Instagram. I'm, I mean, a, a lot of people that that I know absolutely embraced this, and their Instagram feeds were full of beautifully baked things, and none of them are doing it anymore. I absolutely guarantee. <laughs> However, the thing that I didn't have in common with all the people who were baking is that I have it. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Toddler. So having to mind a toddler team for hours a day, I had less time than normal <laughs> to do things like baking. I would have loved to have done some. So uh, one thing I did discover about bake, because we did bake some cakes early on, I, I do admit that, but we discovered this thing because we ran out of eggs at one point and we were making a, a chocolate fudge and we didn't have any eggs left. And so we, I just decided, well, why don't we just substitute the eggs for an equivalent amount of butter? Because oh. butter 
um, tastes really good and, you know, the mm. more butter you put into a fudge, the better it is. And it is true. That was the best fudge <laughs> I've ever made. <laughs> like, Have you done that in your entire diet now? Like you, you substitute <laughs> eggs for butter for yeah. everything? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just having a boiled butter for breakfast. Butter and bacon on eggs, yep. <laughs> no, ba- butter and bacon. No, just butter and just bacon and butter. I just had bacon and butter, yeah. Mm, on yeah, buttered yeah. bread. <laughs> now we're we're having this chat via another of the trends of 2020 Zoom. Um, so I can see that some of you um, have the ISO beard still going, um, which is quite impressive. And I mean, everybody who could grow a beard did earlier in the year, and I think almost everyone shaved them off. But Charles, yours is still going strong. But I had a beard for several years before that. Yeah. Oh, he, he saw it, did, he saw, he saw it coming. You were yeah. very early. <laughs> well, no, I had the tip off the world. Bill Gates actually gave me the tip off. Over five sheet. But hang on, but your, your beard is looking kind of clipped and kept. Whereas the ISO beard was just neglected, wasn't it? Mine certainly was for a few months. Yeah, no, that is true. And in actual fact, I ended up, Buying one of those those Philips smart blades. Have you have you got one of them? Yeah, I, th- I think I I always get every single thing because I'm the hairiest man. Well, in the what world. is it? What is it? It's really good. You don't you don't need it. You you can't grow a beard, Craig. I can be like, I can't. Well, this is why I need to be told what this is. Like, are you being paid for this advert? No, no. But so they're really good in that um, they're both like an electric. Right, blade in a way, but then also it, it's got it's on the single attachment. You can change the length. You know how barbers always carry around fifteen different lengths yeah, yeah, yeah. of sort of thing to do the trimming. It's just you turn this dial and the trimmer goes up and down. It's so much smarter to That's do it good. that way. Yeah, I've got one that's got a built-in vacuum. So that it sucks oh. in all the all the loose hairs that go all over the sink. But anyway, yeah. all right. Yeah. So the beard's still going strong. That's impressive. What about House Party? Remember when House Party became the hottest app in the world? Yes. Every single person was running that. Does anyone use that still? I still haven't used House Party. No, but it's, it's, it's the dumbest app in the world because you only had seven people. That's why everyone started using. Oh no! So you wouldn't know that, Dom, because you don't have seven friends to invite. But yeah, yeah, but I actually never used. I never managed to find people. Like I logged into a house party. No one invited me to join their party. Briefly, our friend Richard Cook, Richard Cook, did it, but then it turned out it was a mistake. (laughs) Pressed the the wrong button. So I still haven't used it. So if anyone wants to to try, I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, it was huge, and now no no one does it anymore because you just actually see people. I think you've got to be sort of 19, don't you, to use house That's probably that too. Yeah. Now, KFC is the one that I found strangest. Do you remember during the peak of the Melbourne lockdown, there were all these um, KFC-related fines? And, in fact, I was researching yes. this. There were two separate incidents at Dandenong KFC restaurants, one where someone sat down to eat a meal despite takeaway only being allowed and just he absolutely refused to leave. And then that hilarious one where um, the cops followed someone back after they got enough KFC for 20 people and they were fined $26,000. Do you remember that one? Yes. Like, KFC yeah. was huge during lockdown. It is. And it's, it's, what was amazing about that is it's the first time there's been a fine at KFC which wasn't for the food uh, <laughs> by health authorities. <laughs> um, elbow bumping, though, that still seems to be around. ScoMo did it with the Prime Minister of Japan mm. just, just today. I have a theory about that whole Prime Minister of Japan thing. Mm. Um, 
Because people said, well, why is he going there? And because apparently he has to do two weeks of lockdown when he gets back. I bet he I reckon he just wanted an early holiday. Yeah. Like, what a genius. He goes to Japan, he comes back and goes, well, sorry, guys, I've got to go. He's going to be like making freaking, what does he make, chicken coops at the lodge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon he can do his lockdown at Bunnings? Do you reckon they'll give him a special treatment? Or maybe he's in Hawaii mm. uh, on the way yeah, home. Yeah, where, sure. where, where do the, like, do, can the family be there too? Like, has he also gotten away from his family as well as his job? I mean, Oh, my God, yes, he would be able to get away from his family. I'm going to go overseas. Yes. I have I have some important yeah. trade deals I have to do with Japan. <laughs> yeah, for a day. Oh, dear, that's worth the next two and a half weeks <laughs> of my life. <laughs> now, one of the strangest things that was fashionable this year was tie-dyeing. Um, and I couldn't believe it either, but I, I, there were all these articles about how tie-dyeing was the, was the new fashion. Someone made a video, they got millions of views, which was tie-dyeing everything in my closet because I'm stuck at home. And um, I don't know whether you guys got into it, but tie-dyeing was massive. I, I couldn't quite believe that people were so bored that they bothered tying my, up T-shirts with string and then dyeing them. My, my assumption about that was that everyone who was alive last time tie-dyeing was <laughs> in fashion, which is about 40 years ago, has now died out. And that's why, like, it's, a, it's the new generation who just never knew that it existed. It happens it's, once every generation, I reckon. Yeah, but it's an amazing uh, kind of thing, like a hobby. I don't know if you call it a hobby to tie dye shirt because, of course, it's a great way of spending an enormous amount of time and effort to ruin something you own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like all the best sort of 2020 fads, it takes an incredible amount of time for a pretty shitty result. Um, but my favourite fad, and, and this is something, I, again, future generations won't believe actually people did in their thousands this year, with the pillow dress. Have you seen this? Um, uh, Hayley Berry did it. Uh, all these, all these celebrities did it on um, uh, Instagram. And what you can, do can is you explain to me? Away. So get, you get a pillow, you put it in front of your body and then use a belt to tie it to you. So you're just wearing a pillow in front of you but, and then you but, take lots of photos on Instagram. What do you, what do you put behind you? Nothing. Oh, you're you right, don't need it because it's just for Instagram. It, it, it's sort of sick. So 30,000 people took photos of themselves doing this during the height of the, um, the lockdowns in about April. Yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah, I did that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. That was just my fat lockdown stomach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did it naturally. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. I mean, this is because this is – I really am missing a lot on Instagram. Yeah. God. Well, in, wasting time on Instagram is probably the, the biggest fad of the entire lockdown. But the most bizarre fad, I guess, of 2020 though, is starting a podcast. I mean, that's a terrible idea. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, we've proved that. <laughs> With this segment. <laughs> the Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Chaser Report is brought to you by Crown Casino Sydney. Come and see our brand new roulette wheels. You can't actually play them yet, but uh, you can see them. They're very, they're very shiny. They're very new. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. So, um, unfortunately, we're all very old and have no memory left, but I was just thinking today because I literally had one shirt left. So, I'm currently wearing a shirt that was sold as a piece of Chaser merchandise. I think when we did the Chaser's Age of Terror Variety Hour show. And I'm mystified that anyone would have bought this. It's literally an ugly brown shirt with yellow writing on it that says, 
I've hated the chaser ever since they started selling t-shirts. And that's, can you imagine that we try to sell that to people? Well, I mean, you've got to remember, Craig, there was a time when people actually liked the chaser before the entire country started hating us the following year. <laughs> yeah, but sure, but no one's ever liked a brown T-shirt with yellow <laughs> writing on it. You know, and the yeah. thing that I found most amazing about this is that I just presumed that Charles had designed it because of the colours, <laughs> and then I went, oh, no, Charles was away at that point. Mm. Well, Charles ah. was responsible for the, um, the, the T-shirt that was orange text on a green T-shirt, which is a colour scheme that I think was designed to look good because he's a ginger, yet didn't. Um, but I think we sold at least like a dozen of those, didn't we? No, no, we sold we sold hundreds of those. We got, I think we got two hundred printed. So, no, were you the person, Charles, that always ended up with if if we had a bad idea, yeah, and we made it up and didn't sell it? You were the one that ended up with everything in your just like bedroom. Yeah, up. yeah, and I just end up wearing them. I just wear them for years. <laughs> Well, I, going back before the chaser started, I remember Charles. Uh, no, got a fuck mate of ours no, fuck off. A we're not, no, we're not. To, we're no, no, it's us. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> that said, I survived Sydney bushfires, nineteen ninety-four. Oh, fuck off! And it was it was a picture of a fireman uh, with a fire hat. We had little houses on the top. And it was very artsy, but unfortunately no one wanted to remember the Sydney bushfires of 1994 because they were fairly horrible. <laughs> so hang on a second. Charles, you were ahead of your time here. Yeah. That would have meant you were like, what, first year uni and you were no, 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 no. It was, it was end of high school. It was before I went to uni. So end of high school, you decided to become a T-shirt baron. Mm. Yeah. 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 And that began the fad of huge numbers of unsold T-shirts. But I found these emails from the people who came around um, and sold merchandise at our, at our tour um, saying what a failure it had been and saying, do we want to buy all the old remaindered merchandise to sell on the website, which we tried to do. And I remember was- the one thing, the best thing we did make was that we just got literally – we're trying to think of something to sign. So we literally just got a block of two by four wood and cut it into blocks mm. and we just sold blocks of wood. We yeah. literally just sold with the Chaser logo on it and it's we were an just signing Official it. merchandise block or something. Yeah, official merchandise. And it literally was just blocks of wood. And that's people paid for that and it was the most popular thing. And I guess at least in some way it's useful for people. Now, I don't like, presumably somebody left with all those has built a house out of them. <laughs> we had hundreds of them left over as well. So I think we built an office out of them at one point. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I guess it's that karma that you're trying to address with the war on waste, right? Like there's untold numbers <laughs> yeah, of blocks out right. there that everyone's going, why the hell did I like those people and buy this stupid block? But there were, there were stubby holders at one point. There was a, there was also post APEC um, that there was a lanyard that we made that um, I, th- I think we actually made. There was certainly planned to make them. They had like a little chasers one everything logo on them and like a fake sort of APEC lanyard. So this is a huge amount of crap that we sold. I, I did. I did try and find the, the, the terrible shirts we had, and I searched in the Chasers Age of Terror Variety Our T-shirt, and it came up. I was like, "Oh wow!" And you link through, and it's just a clickbait to get you to other really nerdy products. <laughs> um, should we make some merchandise for the Chaser Report podcast? Should um, I, I presume that we would print it probably on what toilet paper? I would say. 
<laughs> but where would we get toilet paper from, Craig? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea, Charles. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I've learned from my mistakes because I reckon I've got I've got the best piece of merch that just literally every time I put it up on the website, it just sells out at the moment. So you know, you can what is you can all get fucked. I've I've learned, which is the Scott Morrison Beach Tower. It's just it says greetings from Hawaii. It's got him. They're lying on the beach in Hawaii. So, so you're saying that in actual fact, you finally, after all of those years, you finally got a bushfire-related thing that's sold. <laughs> <laughs> None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Crown Casino Sydney. We're looking forward to helping your problem gambling habit just as soon as they'll let us open. The Chaser Report. More news. Less often. Well, look, that's about all we have time for this week. Charles, do we need to do the thing where we pretend that there's late-breaking news that's suddenly come in? Oh, my God, you're right. There is. I, I hadn't realised. Let's go to Rebecca Danamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. Scientists have announced that the coronavirus in Adelaide poses a deadly threat to South Australians. Experts said the pathogen could kill anyone at any time, but noted that it is still yet to make the top 40 Adelaide serial killers. Big thanks to Mike Liberale for pulling all of this together, as always, our very patient producer. Don't forget to keep up with The Chaser on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and at chaser.com.au. Leave us a five-star review and use the special code word, I hate Chaser merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next week. <laughs>